0: You've been a Christian for a long time. The question is Do your actions match the length of time you've been a Christian? We'll discuss spiritual maturity and immaturity today on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Spiritual maturity, something as Christians we should all desire, that sanctifying process making us more and more like Jesus, right? But oftentimes, we fail in this. We're looking at spiritual immaturity today and the danger of this immaturity. We're in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community. We would invite you to join us today as we take a challenging look at Hebrews chapter 5. And a challenging look in the mirror. Are we spiritually mature or immature? Here's Pastor Napoleon
1: Kaufman with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. Hebrews chapter 5, I want to share something with you that I shared a little bit on, on a Wednesday night Bible study. And I was so blessed and challenged by it that I wanted to share with the rest of the congregation. You know, one of the things that we have to do as we're walking with Christ is is really make sure that we understand that God wants us to grow. It is about growth. We, we have to grow, and I want to say this, from the inside out. We want God to take us from glory to glory. And it's a shame because I honestly think, and we see this, some people in the body of Christ suffer from what I would call spiritual arrested development meaning they should be farther along and we're going to see this here they should be farther along but they're not because of appetite issues spiritual appetite issues and so for all of us we want to make sure that we're growing we're maturing and I want to just remind you it's not just my responsibility to help you grow it's your responsibility you're going to see this apostle paul he clearly it's your responsibility Okay, I'm here to be a blessing, different things like that, and the church is here to be a blessing. But ultimately, when you stand before Jesus Christ, none of us are going to be able to look and point the finger at somebody else for the reasons why we didn't grow spiritually. Can I have an amen? And so we have to understand that it's a blessing church is a blessing, but we have to from Monday through Friday. You know, we're here Sunday for, you know, we're here for an hour and a half in this service. I mean, that can't supply you for the whole week. You pick up the Bible every single day. The children of Israel had to go out and get their manna. The manna that was there yesterday wasn't, it, wouldn't, it, it, it wasn't good for the next day. So every day we got to get our daily what? Bread. We need our daily bread. And so this is what Jesus prayed that, and, and, and desired that we pray. Father, give us this day our day. We want not only just from a natural standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, I want God to continue to bless me. And the church comes along and kind of points the direction and what direction we should be searching. But at the end of the day, it's our personal responsibility. The writer of Hebrews very clearly understood this was very thorough in helping these believers to see that in this particular area, this is something that you've got to long for and desire. Look at verse 12, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. And the title of my message is simply, Spiritual Immaturity. It says here, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God and have come to need milk and not solid food. He says in verse 13, For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. He says in verse 14, But solid food belongs to those who are full age. He says, That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised, Now watch this, to discern both good and evil. And so he says in verse 12, for though by this time, 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 when you give your life to God, realize that God has a prophetic timetable for your life. There are things that God wants to do in your life, and there's a timing associated with with everything that God wants to do in your life. And unfortunately, we don't step back and understand sometimes that God is in our past, but he's also in our present and he's also in our future. And before you came out of your mother's womb, he had purpose, he had destiny, and he had a specific purpose for things that he wanted you to accomplish in the earth. And part of you and I accomplishing those things are tied to our maturity along the way. And so for all of us, we've got to see that we're growing, we're staying in tune with with God, and we're growing along the road. And I think sometimes we we fail to to realize this. Apostle Paul said, "I, I fought the good fight. I've kept the faith. He says, I finished my what? Course. He said, I finished my course. There was a course that was for me that God allowed me to finish, and I finished it. The course that God had for my life. Every single one of you, you have a course, and there's a timing that's associated with the course that you have. So the writer of Hebrews is sitting here, and he says to them, I like this, for though by this time, he saying, you, you, you've, you, you've been around this. You, you've been, you, he's, by this time. He says, for though by this time you ought to be teachers. And so what he's basically saying is, you're not as far along in your maturity process as you should be by this time. Can I have an amen? Amen. And I think all of us have to be honest with ourselves. We have to look ourselves in a mirror. Man, am I really growing the way that I should be growing? And my lack of growth isn't because him, her, them, him, the pastor, the church, this person, that person. It's not because we have to look. He's talking to them. And by this time, you you ought to be teachers. He says here, he says, you need, look at this. For though by this time you ought to be teachers... You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God and have come to need milk and not solid food. And see, and I think this is where we really, it gets down to our growth because what happens for all of us, there's a timing associated with our growth. But every step of growth that you take, every, along this road as you're growing, every step you take, there's a greater demand that God places upon your life. He's always demanding more of who you are as you're growing in the process. And this is what true growth is all about. It's about how, much of my, how much of me am I really willing to give to God? Am I willing to give him everything? Well, this determines whether I'm going to really mature the way that I should mature. And the reason why I say that is because he uses... Just from a, he grabs two natural, basically, you know, elements to help us to see. He says, by this time, he says, you are, you're partaking of milk, but not solid food. Milk and not solid food. This Bible is full of milk, but it's also full of solid food, okay? Now, when a person gets saved, we generally, we get saved and we come to God and God begins to you know, reveal his passion and his love, and he begins to woo us with his love, and he begins to show us how, how much he longs for us and desires of us and things of that nature. And generally, just like a baby who is born, you give them something that is easy to digest until their system is able to mature and grow and, and get to the place where it could handle weightier substances. And sometimes, even when it comes to our Christian faith, we have to realize, in the beginning stages, as we're babes in Christ, God feeds us through the Word, and we generally get things through the Word that are easier to digest. They're easier to get into our system. And for us, it's good when you're a babe to have things that God has given you that are easier to digest, because He's trying to get you started in the process of growth. But there is a time... That comes along when God says, no longer can you survive just on the milk of the word. Now you've got to mature to the place where I can start to feed you some strong meat. Some solid food. Something that's more of a weightier substance that really, that really, that really can help you. And so the issue here is that which is easy to digest and that which is harder to digest. And so sometimes when we first get saved, we, we get around the scriptures that tell us about God's love and his compassion and, and how good God, God is. And, and he gives us revelation. And for most of us, that's easy to digest. We're like, praise the Lord, bring it on. God shows you how powerful you're going to be. And he tells you how mighty you are. And he died for you. And, and he just, man, he just woos you in does anybody know what I'm talking about in here? He woos you in and he lets you know you're just the best thing since I love you. Can I have an amen? That's easy for most people to digest. You don't have to chew on it. You don't have to process it. We just immediately get it down in our system and start shouting. And, but the problem is there's a timing associated with our growth and as a result of that, God says, I'm going to feed you this for a while to get you started in the process. But then, just like in Jesus' ministry, as we begin to go through the process, God starts to say now that you're, you're to a place where I, I, I think you can handle this. Now I've got to teach you a little bit about the things that are going to be harder to chew on a little bit. And then all of a sudden you start reading your Bible. And those scriptures that you just scanned over and you didn't see them. Find your life unless you lose your life. Can I have an amen in here? Those scriptures like husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church. And them real good scriptures that say wives submit to your husband. Those are the best ones. Oh Lord Jesus, I feel the anointing. God starts giving you scriptures that are a little bit harder to digest. The ones that you got to chew on a little bit the ones you got to process a little bit, the ones that put a demand on you, and they're going to determine if you receive it, whether you're going to grow or not. When God starts through the word of God, he starts showing you things in there concerning your attitude, your character, your motivation. He starts digging a little deeper, and He saying, hey, don't you spit that out. You got to chew on, on on all of it because this is a solid food that's going to cause you to really to grow. And then God starts showing you through the word and people start preaching messages that maybe sometimes and other times you weren't, you know, they're hard to digest. But God is saying, listen, you ready for this now? You, you got to receive this. And so what happens is many people, they like to stay around the milk of the word because it really doesn't cost you nothing to get it down in your system. But solid food is for those individuals who really are of age, and they're willing to chew on some things that is going to put a demand on their life. And it's going to be harder to digest. And it's going to take time to kind of break it down. It's going to take time to kind of think about what God's saying when he's asking us to do things, and he's saying things, exposing things in our heart and our character. In some cases, stuff we never even thought was there. Who are you calling pride? I'm not prideful. And then God starts to show you areas in your life where there's some pride there or there's some bitterness there or there's some anger or there's some jealousy or there's some things there and God said, "Yeah, I know. You know I love you, right? You know I love you, but now I got to break you down." And solid food is for people that really want to grow, that really want to mature where they're saying, "Man, I'm not going to run from this. It's going to take me some time to break it down, to chew it up, to work it." Can I have an amen? Well, I, I, I got it now, and it's just not going into my system. I'm breaking it down, and I'm working it because, man, I don't, know about, I don't know about submission. My mama never taught me about that. I don't know about loving my wife. My daddy was a player. Come on, y'all. Where y'all out of here? I, I don't know about that. But you're saying I got to lay down my life like Christ did for the church, for my wife? That, that, that I don't know about. You mean I need to be at work on time? And work is unto the Lord, and not unto man? Did I, leave, did I lose my church? Are y'all here? That you're, now, now the Lord is saying, now we got to break this down. You gotta, now you got to chew on this now. Because you're not just working for them, you're working for me. I don't know if I want to digest that. But God's saying, what well, if you're going to grow, this is what you need. And so oftentimes in church, now watch, we're going to see this here. Oftentimes in church, we, we think spiritual maturity is whether somebody could preach whether they're prophets or evangelists or they got in some position in the church or they're doing something profound or doing a miracle. We think that's the sign of spiritual maturity, but we see very clearly here the writer of Hebrews is telling us. He's saying, by this time, you should be further along. And a sign that you're not is because you don't want to partake of the weightier matters. You want those things that are easy to digest. And we, we thank God for the power of God's love for us. We thank God for those things. Those are principles that God has really established in our heart that help us to grow and we mature. But then there's a point in our relationship with Christ where he begins to even more so flip the script and help us to see that, listen, I love you, but you got to lay down your life to show me that you love me. And this is the solid food. This is when God starts placing demand. Everybody followed Jesus until he said, you got to drink my blood and eat my flesh. If you want to partake of me, everybody left him. And so for us, it's the same thing. We've got to get this down in our spirit. And so he says in verse 13, he says, for everyone who partakes only of milk, he says, is unskilled in the word of righteousness. He says, for he is a babe. I like this. He says here unskilled. This Greek word, it means inexperienced. And then I like this. It says, ignorant. To true doctrine. The word unskilled there means ignorant to true doctrine. Doctrine is not just for the sake of changing our point of view. True doctrine should affect the way that we live. I want to be skilled in the word of righteousness. I don't want to be ignorant when it comes to, to doctrine. I want do, the true doctrine to be very clear to me, and I want it to have a profound effect upon my life. He says, immature individuals are unskilled. They are un- unskilled and inexperienced. They don't know how to use the word of God. And see, and this is important because, saints, don't ever just lock yourself into one theme when it comes to Scripture. This is dangerous. Don't lock yourself into one theme. God is doing all kinds of stuff. I was thinking about this on the way to church today. I was thinking about how the church, the Bible calls the church a family. The Bible calls the church the body. The Bible calls the church the bride. The Bible calls the church um, the temple. The Bible calls the church many things. Calls it the family. I mean, the Bible calls the church many things. But what happens a lot of times is if you just see the church as a family and you don't see it as a temple and as a body, then you can be missing out on what the true church is really all about. And if you just see the church as the bride, and you don't see the other aspects and expressions of the church, then what happens is you're not seeing the whole picture. And sometimes this is what we do with God. We lock them into one box, and we do this with Scripture. We can't just teach on faith all the time in the church, because the church is not just about faith. We can't just teach about miracles all the time in the church, because the church isn't just about miracles. Can I have an amen? We want to make sure we're getting a clear picture of what God is doing. Well, it's the same thing when it comes to doctrine, when it comes to this word of God. If we lock ourselves into only to milk, then what ends up happening, saints, is that we're neglecting the solid food that could uh, could really hurt us. And it says here, we'll become inexperienced, we'll become ignorant to true doctrine. And so he says... verse 13, for everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he's a babe. And it's okay to be a babe when you're supposed to be a babe. Can I have an amen? That's okay. But he's telling them that by this time you ought to be something else but you're stuck. Why? Because I only want those things that are easy to digest. I'm not partaking of the solid food that's really going to help me grow. Now, let me say this. Solid food isn't something. This is sometimes we think solid food is the doctrines that are spooky, weird, hard to understand, and that make us confused. And then we walk away and say, Woo, that was deep. It's not, it's not, it's not that. True solid food, like I said, is that which puts the demand upon you and causes you to, like I said, have to chew on something for the sake of getting in your system. Why? Because it's causing me to have to make a decision if I'm going to receive it or not, because it's putting a demand upon my life. This is what we're looking for. And then he says in verse 14, he says, but solid food belongs to those who. Who are full of age or mature. And then he says this. Now, this is awesome, y'all. He says, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. This is awesome. He says, but solid food belongs to those who are mature or full of age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses. Because, so I'm, I'm using my senses. I've exercised my senses. My senses have become strong, and I'm able to discern, he says, the difference between good and evil. He said discern both good and evil. This word here in the Greek, discern, it means to distinguish. It means to decide something. It means to judge. So so what you could say is, a sign of spiritual maturity in my life is, because I'm eating solid food, now I'm able to discern the difference between what's right and what's wrong, and that's a sign of maturity. That's a sign of maturity. Now watch this. You know, one of the reasons why in our lives we need parents, kids need parents, babies need parents, because if you, if your child goes up to the fire, they don't know the difference between good and evil. And if they put their hand on the fire, they don't know you're going to get burnt. Can I have an amen? They're they're babes. They don't know. They don't know the difference between good and evil They just Put their hand on the fire and and they, they have problems. So we teach them the difference between good and bad, that which is good is going to help you and that which is going to hurt you. That's what we come along and do. Amen? When my kids, are saying this in the Wednesday night Bible, when my kids, they would look at the, the stove and my wife would say, hot, hot. And so after a while, my sons would walk by the stove and they say, hot, 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 hot. That's how they know, learn, don't touch that because that's hot. My wife would turn the fire on and say, oh, hot. And so it's the same thing. Maturity Then after a while, we don't have to tell them that that's hot. They just know you stay away from that. That's hot. Well, spiritual maturity demands that we, we, we grow up, and solid food helps us to discern the difference between good and evil. So now, as a Christian— The sign of your maturity isn't how powerful you can preach and how all these things, it's how can you, in the midst of the gross darkness that you're around on a day-to-day basis, be able to discern, decide, and distinguish between that which is good for you and that which is bad for you. Can I have an amen? That's a sign that I'm maturing and I'm growing, that I don't have to have mama and daddy telling me everything. I'm able to go off to school. I'm able to be at home. I'm able to be with my friends and say, uh, that's not good. Or they, everybody doesn't need pastor. We've matured to the place where now I can discern. Hey, I, what this, that ain't none but a June bug. <laughs> I don't got tired for that brother. I done discerned it. Where my ladies at? Where, where, where y'all at? Yeah, he got saved, but he backslid, so we're going to get him saved again. So so what happens is you're able to discern it. You're able to discern on your job when somebody's trying to lure you in a trap to get you down to go down a road that's going to compromise your Christian faith and morals and everything else you're able to discern. Nah, that's bad. That's evil. You're able to discern, even in your own home, when when somebody, I can't get involved in that. That's a sign of my spiritual maturity. You're able to discern when you're having conversation, even with people in the church that's gone to a level that they, ah oh, can't even talk to you about that. You don't want too far. That's maturity.
0: And you're listening to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. As we close out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know that you're listening, and this program is encouraging you on a daily basis. We'd love to hear from you. Now, there's a couple of ways you can reach out to us. By phone, of course, and that number is 925-292-7800. Again, 925-292-7800. Or write to us, times of refreshing, 2333 Neeson Drive. Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. And obviously, you're welcome to join us on our website, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net, and you can email us from that website as well. Now, as you visit our website, we do have other resource materials available, our online store, past sermons are available, as well as a COVID-19 update. While we would normally invite you to join us here on campus for worship services, at least until May 1st, we're not able to do that. So what we would invite you to do is join us online. Now, there are three ways you can do that. You can either visit our church app, and if you don't have that on your smartphone or your tablet, you're more than welcome to visit your favorite store and download it for free. Or go to our website, again, thewellchurch.net, or visit our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030 in the morning. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful during this challenging time with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we're praying and standing on His truth during this time and remembering God is in control. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you again for spending time with us here today on Times of Refreshing. Until next time, God bless.